<gasps> Where am I? You're in the science shed. What year is it? It's 2017. Who's the president? Unfortunately, it's Donald J. Trump. Who are you? Uh, I'm Steve Lee. I'm a uh, chemist from the University of Cambridge. Uh, and who's that guy over there? That's Nick Evans. He's an associate professor in bioengineering from Southampton University. And what, what are you guys doing? We're just having a bit of a chat about science. Do you want to hear it? Okay. Well, you sit back and uh, listen to the science shed. <laughs> Bunsen, Burner, Dolly, Internal, Combustion, Why Do We Need, Petri, Dishes, Oscar, Bay. Isaac, Newton, Transplanting. Hi Steve, how are you doing? Nick, hello. Hello, hello everybody, how are you all doing out there? Good to be back. Um, so I'm um, podcasting with Steve and we're in hello. my, hello Steve, <laughs> and we're in my dining room again. Yeah, we're back in Southampton. I don't yeah. think we've been here since the first one we did have. No, we? we've done two. We've done two here because oh, I did. A, we did that. the same kind of intro, like where it all began. Oh, <laughs> if you remember. Oh, oh, I think we had some like. Have we done enough podcasts that we could do like a turn back time? Like, where did it all begin back in June? <laughs> I think it's a bit too. It's not been long enough yet. I think no, we should no have throwback Thursdays or whatever. I was thinking we should have a part when we get to a year. We should have a party and we should just say we're going to have a few pints in some pub in London. And, and then if people want to just rock, that would be amazing. We should totally do that. <laughs> we'll all be right. sitting by ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't care because it'll be fun anyway. Yeah, let's totally do that. So. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so um, yeah, we're back here. Um, Steve's had a bit of an epic journey to get here today. Yep, and we seem to have come. We seem to be dressed identically, Nick. We're both wearing maroon jumpers, <laughs> but I bet yours hasn't got a massive hole right in the middle. No, it hasn't. Like no, no, it hasn't. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, we're both dressed identically. We've brought along some interesting things to discuss, and I think we're gonna we're gonna. I've got a cup of tea. I've got a cup of tea. We're we're ready got some, to go. We've got some cookies, some special cookies from the corner shop. Uh, that I, I went to on the way to pick Steve up from the Southampton Central Station. And we're ready to crack on. So do some science. Let's yeah. do it. Nick. Yeah. You know I'm a chemist. <laughs> I had heard. Yeah. So um, one of the things that's quite interesting, um, so we use a lot um, in chemistry, we have a technique called uh, uh, nuclear magnetic resonance. Uh, spectroscopy. NMR. NMR, which is the same technology that MRI is based on, magnetic resonance imaging. Uh, and essentially they lost the M. Um, so the, the N it gets lost in, in MRI because people th confused uh, the nuclear part of nuclear magnetic resonance with... Um, nuclear bombs. Exactly. Mm. Um, but but what you're actually talking about is the, is the nucleus of an atom. In, this, in the majority of cases, it's, it's hydrogen relaxing in the presence of a really strong magnetic field. Um, so just very briefly, um, uh, what you do is you have, a, you have these really strong magnets um, and those strong magnets are made for a superconducting material you have in the lab, right? So, so they're very, uh, they're not like an electromagnet, they're much, much stronger than that. And you have to supercool them. So they're cooled with liquid helium 
um, which is at four Kelvin, so minus 270 degrees odd. Mm. Um, and then outside that is liquid nitrogen. Everyone's probably familiar with liquid nitrogen. I think it's about yeah. minus 196, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So it's about minus 70 degrees. Something so like helium's that. a lot colder than liquid nitrogen. Yeah, but helium's a lot more expensive than liquid nitrogen. And actually, yeah. helium's one running of the... running out of helium Well, because well. it evaporates. So even yeah. though it's the second most it abundant just element... It into space. Exactly. It's not massive enough to be able to I did read an article it. on it quite recently, though, and it, I think we shouldn't worry. I think there's quite a lot of helium there's about. But it costs about £10 a litre for liquid helium. And it's it costs about, costs about 5p for liquid nitrogen. So those little canisters you get for bonnet balloons, then they're really expensive. There's not much they? helium in them. But, it's like, yeah, but, it's um, enough for like enough balloons for a party. Though, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> also, it depends on... Does the like, job. You breathe a bit of it in and talk in a silly high pitch. Yeah, but, well. but you have to remember that it's compressed, right? So, so it's easy to get the helium. But to get liquid helium, you have to keep it... You have to compress it. You have to cool it such and keep it cold such that it's liquid at room yeah, pressure. Yeah. Um, uh, atmospheric pressure anyway um so we have these really big magnets and you've probably seen if you ever go into an mri you can't go near it um because there's the danger you can't have anything metal on you you can't if you have a, a pacemaker or anything you're not allowed to go into rooms that have mri because mm, it's so strong that it get actually ripped out of your chest indeed yeah nice. right so it's, you know, it's millions of times stronger than the earth's magnetic field for yeah. instance right um um and uh so what's really cool, right? So sometimes, because these, so what you do is you, you have a big superconducting charge, right? So a big charge is going round in this big circle-shaped coil of wire that's sat in a bath of liquid helium, right? right. That's how this works. Um, and if for any reason, um, these also things that are actually open to the air, right? They're not like closed canister, right? So they slowly bo boils off and evaporates. You have, to put, you have to top it up with liquid helium, more helium and, and nitrogen. Mm. Um, it uh, must be a pain in the ass of a job, isn't it? it is Standing at the top of one of them with a like a, a mug or a well, try and a move, bowl. Try and move water. <laughs> try and move a liquid that's like minus two hundred and seventy degrees. It's pretty hard, right? Without and, and keeping it liquid is actually very difficult, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, so you have this really cold thing that's kind of slowly bubbling away. So if you imagine taking like a bowl of water and put it in the oven, right? Eventually, all the water would boil away, right? But it's not going to flash boil, right? It's not going to like just go. Poof. No, take a yeah, while. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of happening all the time. Uh, and this is like strong um, current in the magnet. And if for any reason it boils down too low or whatever, right, um, uh, that stops superconducting. And when, you, when these, these coils stop superconducting, it means that they generate a load of resistance. And if you remember, when you generate a resistance, you heat. generate heat. Oh, exactly. Shit. Right. So basically, you've got to keep them cool, otherwise they blow up. Exactly. They go bang. Jesus. But when so this is cool. So they call it um, quench the magnet is the term you use, right? But pouring liquid helium on it. No, no, no. Is is if 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 it stops superconducting and blows up, oh, right? You call, it, you call it quenching, right? Oh, it's a pretty euphemistic term. But people use it. They have Yeah, but you have it. So for instance, if someone did get have like um uh, an implant or something, gets grabbed to the magnet. What they can do is you can push a little button that quenches the magnet and then it stops being oh, magnetic okay, yeah. and then someone doesn't oh, die. I see, right? I see, I see. Um, so basically switch it off. You can switch it off, but it was about 50 grand in helium and, uh, and nitrogen to cool it back down again, oh, okay. right? So you don't want to do that yeah. unless you really have to. But what's really cool, right? So if that ever happens, right? Mm. So if, so, so the, the magnet gets quenched, the magnet, yeah. gets really hot and it flash boils all of the helium, right? Oh, so it throws God. it out into the room, right? Well, that's dangerous. It's That's more dangerous than getting your pacemaker ripped. But out. You, yeah, but you know what happens then? So because uh, it's so cold, it condenses the water in the atmosphere and it snows indoors. Oh my god! Really? Isn't that cool? Immediately. Yeah. So you hear this big bang, and then it just it just snows. Oh my god! Isn't that but beautiful? Be, you wouldn't be able to see it because it'd be dead. No, no, you're asphyxiation. fine. No, but I mean, you don't die instantly. Well, you'd be dying with a very high pitched <laughs> voice. <laughs> it's snowing. <laughs> Exactly. Mm. Tales from the lab. <laughs>
of blood. I wonder how it works. Tell me how does it work? something the other day on you i got on a was youtube it some hardcore pornography no it was on youtube I, I got so you know in my lab we use lasers quite a lot yeah, yeah. um so i was kind of i i was i was watching this thing and they did um tattoo removal right you know you can use a laser to to to, to um get rid of your yeah, tattoos it bleaches it or something have you ever seen tattoo remove tattoo removers or there's a program on the tattoo uh, yeah no no that um tattoo fixers you're tattoo, talking about oh my god there was one when this chat someone had tattooed a penis or some guy's bum with the penis going into his bum hole amazing and they engineered this whole image all around it of like the eiffel tower and all the bits and pieces (laughs) and somehow somehow the massive penis just became part of the background i don't know amazing um cracking program (laughs) friends of the show um no uh so yeah do you know how it works do you know how well, tattoo removal works? I imagine. Works? I imagine it's really cool. I just guess it. Can I guess? Yeah. There's a laser and it bleaches the dye that's in the tissue. No. Really? No. Um, do you want me to carry on? No. Guessing? Do you want me to tell you? Yeah, it's really cool. quite interesting. So, so when you take tattoo ink, right? So the the black tattoo ink that people normally isn't is nearly always carbon of some kind. It's yes. bits of graphite, yes, right? Yeah. Um, and if you look at it under a microscope, mm. there's kind of different sizes of like clumps of the of the carbon, right? Mm. So there's big ones and there's small ones. And when you inject them under your so when it, and in the process of tattooing is you're taking a needle and you're you know you're uh, pushing some of this carbon under the skin. Um, and if you look at it under the microscope there's kind of very small stuff which your body has um, uh, biological mechanisms to realize that this isn't part of the the body is not natural and it tries to get rid of it right yeah so um so typically the small stuff can that can be kind of excreted of in through the lymphatic system and ends up basically in your liver gets broken down in the liver mm. but the big stuff are typically bigger than about about 15 microns just st- sticks there right yeah, which well, is I, why i know i know a bit about this because yeah. i remember it's, it, it could have it kind of intersected with my research so i yeah. read about it for a while there's a lot of these inks are actually heavy metal bases, so they're quite toxic, right? They can be, yeah. Which is amazing that it's, you know... That we just whack, whack them into people. I think it's yeah. interesting because, pe- you know, it's the fashion to have these massive tattoos. Yeah. I reckon there may be some health repercussions down the line somewhere. Yeah, I think so, because a lot of them are based on toxic heavy metals. You're putting, like, you know, but I cadmium think or something. Those yeah. big lumps of stuff, they get taken up by cells, like macrophage yeah. cells, exactly. dendritic no, cells. No, sorry, the small stuff gets taken. The big stuff stays. Well, they actually get engulfed, so those the material gets engulfed by, yeah. and it's found within the cell, the the middle of the cell, right. and those cells just persist for you know decades. Yeah, a yeah. single cell which and is loaded with it persists. So what they say, one of the reasons you know when people first get a tattoo, it's very kind of like crisp, and then over time it kind of spreads. Yeah, and that's partially because these things are slightly breaking down these big oh, chunks yeah, yeah. of things. It leaches bre- away. Bre- but the like... reason they're actually leaching is that you basically they you know you have those cells trying to kind of like excrete it. Yeah. So that's what they're doing. Anyway. When you when you have your tattoo removed, so when you want to get rid of it because you put your you know you've, you tattoo your penis on your bum or whatever, um, or I like the way you take like just straight into the gutter. Was had to be with you. Um, the, what they do is they shine a very short picosecond pulse, right? right. So picosecond is uh, ten to the minus uh, twelve. Um, so that's like 
um, a thousandth of a nanosecond. Yeah. And a nanosecond is a thousandth of a microsecond. So it's a millionth of a microsecond. Yeah. And it's a billionth of a mic uh, microsecond, yeah, which so is the smallest bi- thing that you measure billion. in Formula One. So it's pretty <laughs> short, eh? Yeah. So it's a really brief pulse they do lots of times. <laughs> really brief. Yeah. But what it does, the reason, so what, we use lasers in the lab with short pulses sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And one of the things they really do is they can very quickly... Um, transfer energy. So they're actually very powerful. They're very dangerous, these pulsed lasers that have very short pulses of light. You don't see it being pulsed because of it's faster than your yeah, eye yeah, can see. Yeah. Um, uh, and when it does that, what happens is it, so they fire, they take a, a, a laser that, that absorbs at that wave, uh, the yeah. wavelength of the, like, the black big stuff. Yeah. And they fire it at, um, at the kind of big, the big chunks of graphite. And what that does is it very locally heats up the front of it more than the back of it. Right, and you know, just like just from through differential heating, what that does is because so much energy it is transferred, to, it cracks it. Oh, right. So you know, if you ever like, if you ever take a, an ice cube and you put it in, you pour your drink in, you hear it cracking. It and the reason it's cracking is because the middle's cold oh. and the outside's warm. So basically, it cracks up the big stuff and turns it into, into little the little stuff. stuff, and then your body gets and rid of the it. Little stuff goes to your liver and probably gives it cancer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, if it's carbon, you're fine. But yeah, if it's other stuff, maybe. If it's like but, lead and antimony, yeah, exactly. Problem. But isn't that cool? So basically, if you yeah, look at it afterwards, cool. so all are we doing is you're just breaking big stuff into little stuff, and then I your body who, just deals with it. Who invented that? It probably must make a load of money off that pattern then. Yeah, because it's like big business. Especially now, people get all kinds of crap tattooed. On yeah, them. I always. I mean, it's the it's it's, it's kind of like the sort of you know conservative housewife's view, isn't it? Is that I, I look at people with these tattoos and I think, oh, they're going to regret that when they're older, when they're, they're a cool. withered old woman and they got all that stuff yeah. <laughs> wrinkled on them. And then they have. Yeah, I think they're cool. Oh well, that's fine. I think mm-hmm. I think they, I think they look cool now, but they might regret them later. Well, then at least they'll have regrets. Well, I'm going off to vote Too for Brexit to mention. again. <laughs> Steve. Nick. I was at my dad's house quite recently. How is uh, Dr. Evans? He's good. Yeah, yeah. he's all right. Yeah, he's yeah. in Madeira at the moment on his holes. Huh. Yeah, doing Sorry. a bit of walking. Anyway, I'm not going. I'm not here to talk to you about my dad's holidays. No. But in he'd, he'd got in his... Attic. I didn't know this because he's considering Nick's... moving. He'd gone through his attic. He'd found a load of my old school books. Oh so my he must god! Have kept them. So Nick's got his book in front so of him. So in there. my hand, I in, have... I'm looking at it right now. It's quite it, exciting. It says on the front, Nicholas Evans, Science One S. Did you feel like you know when uh, in Indiana Jones where he gets the, the little booklet that tells him where to go <laughs> to, to find the Grail? Did you feel a little? Bit, it looks a little bit like that. Is that how you felt when you first put your put your hands there on it again? Are secrets in here, Steve, that you wouldn't believe. <laughs> instructions it's like the frankenstein all right so, so what, what year are we talking here well i can tell you the first entry so this is the first ever your first thing. ever experiment let me let me take okay. you through it's the first ever entry in my science book this is the start of your scientific this is the career start, start of my scientific career so wow. I, I think junior school do they still call it junior school uh first school i think i've got no okay. idea anymore Whatever. when people say like year 11 i'm just i go and what they're talking about right the first year of senior school to me was your first your school first year when That's, you're 11. No, the first year of the first time you go to school now is year one. I know, yeah. I know, but now in those days, right? Junior Back in the good old days. Yeah, I don't want to have a good. Let's not digress. <laughs> anyway, except that right, it was 11 years yeah. old, first year, I was in form one S, one S. Little Nick Nick Evans Science. running about, and the first entry like, yes, was on the seventh seventh of September, 1988. I was a fresh-faced 11-year-old kid ready to do science. 
1988. So I thought okay. I'd ask you a couple of questions and see whether you could answer them <laughs> about, about science, Steve. Let's do it. And I'll see whether you get well, the but same. How do you know? So you've got the answers in there. But how do you know? You're... Dude, this book's got all of the answers. All the answers. I told you, it's just like the thing from the Grail in, in Indiana Jones. So the first thing that I want to ask you, Steve, is right. what is science? <laughs> you can only use one sentence. Uh, science is the study of the natural world. I think I'll give you a mark for that. <laughs> what, did, what did what did eleven Mr. year old Evans. Nick think? Science is finding out how the world about us works. That's good. Like that's that? better. That's better than mine, actually. Yeah. Okay. So that's you... one to you. One to your okay, eleven year old next, self. Next one. Damn it! Can you I'm take? Using. Can you take? Can you take? Next next question. Can yeah. you take me through the four steps of the scientific method? <laughs> oh shit! There are four steps. There are four steps. Um, uh, I would say uh, hypothesis. Um, experiment, um, uh, conclusion, and I don't know, uh, revision. I don't know. Yeah, you kind of, you kind of, uh, you're close. Yeah. You, you, the last one, you missed one out, really. Right. So the first one is decide what to investigate. Decide. So that's kind of like a hypothesis. Yeah. So I think that's what a hypothesis. Yeah. So I get one. The second one is design the experiment. Design the experiment. The third one is carry out the experiment. <laughs> This is awesome. <laughs> and the fourth one is draw a conclusion from your results. Nick, that, I'm serious now. You need to put this on the door of your lab. <laughs> I'm not joking. You need to print this off. And a little picture of you. You must have a picture of your first okay. day at school. Everyone's got that picture. Okay. And I want this on the I want this on the door of the Evans lab. And if I come to Southampton, it's not there. I'm going to be angry. Uh, that's a good point. I've got a new lab. We're moving into a new lab. I've got my sort of own space. Well, now. there you go. Well, that's going up. Anyway, okay. So the three sciences, Steve. Right. I want you to tell me what what's what are the three sciences? We, yeah, tell me what they are first of all. <laughs> chemistry, biology, and physics. Okay. So what is chemistry specifically? Seeing as this <laughs> is what you've got your PhD in, and what you call yourself, your Twitter handle is Steve uh, Chemist. I would, I would I, the study of the uh, uh, the chemical chemical. <laughs> you can't say chemical. I, I would the tautology. Um, it's the the study of how matter interacts. With other matter, would that not be physics to like a ball, ball no, bearing? That would include physics, though, because a ball like, bearing going into another one is an interaction of but matter a, with but matter. A light, an electromagnetic wave is not matter. Yeah, but physics can include a ball bashing into another ball. That would be a, an interaction of matter. Can you be more specific, Stephen? <laughs> otherwise, you're not totally correct. <laughs> I don't know. What, what did you say? Yeah, according to the, uh, the study of the physical world, maybe. Well, that's physics, dude. Mm, that's just science, isn't it? I don't really see. I don't really have divisions. I'm much more. Liberal. I love the way that you get you get uncomfortable <laughs> at this, rather than just taking it in your stride. You're really wound up. <laughs> you don't know the answer. It's like, oh no, I don't know the answer. I don't know what chemistry is. I don't know what it is. Oh, internal panic. Internal panic. Externalize yeah. it. No, you're wrong. You're wrong. Anyway, Thanks, Nick. here we go. It's the study of reactions between substances. I disagree. With that, I'm, 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 I'm pulling. Dude, this was a first year <laughs> science, but for God's sake, do you know what biology? I'm, I'm know having what? a, I'm having a competition you, with eleven-year-old Nick. Do you Evans know here. what biology is? So what was chemistry? Chem uh, the chemistry study of reactions between substances. Yeah. Okay. Well, how can we? It's a bit of a narrow definition. Uh, <laughs> biology. What's biology? <laughs> the study of living <laughs> systems. You're absolutely spot on. <laughs> word for word. Uh, living things. Oh, living things. Six systems is better. Yeah. How about physics? Uh, everything else. 
The Study of Energy, Forces and Matter, according to this. Right. Wow. Do you not know what the first experiment I ever did was? Yeah, Nick, do you know what? We, we should make this a series. We should, we should, this could be a bit. This could be a, a new segment. Could be, all right, so what's the, what's the first experiment you've done? Well, this is, draw, this is just drawing apparatus. Right, so, so that doesn't several, count. That's no, not that an doesn't what's count. the first experiment? There's lots of ticks. He's, oh, he's got 9 out of 10. I, saw, I can see that from here. He's got 9 out of 10 for an experiment. Good. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Well, the first one wasn't really an experiment. It was learning to use a Bunsen burner. Yeah, that's not really an experiment. Connect the Bunsen to the gas supply. Connect the collect, close the air hole. If I if I, I refer you to, to the that. four it's stages of science, I don't think that's an experiment, is it? It was an experiment to investigate the action of heat on some substances. Uh, awesome. <laughs> so it does sound yeah, a little okay. bit. Oh, you know what we spoke I'll before do... about like kind of Cambridge professors and old uh, old papers. <laughs> See it, whether it... you can get this. So this All is right. chemistry. So I, apparently, I heated a, a range of substances and I. I've recorded my observations. It's quite yeah. an old-fashioned way of, of doing it. How about cupric sulfate, granular cupric sulfate? So granular copper sulfate. Have uh, you heated it up? Yeah. So this is this is blue copper sulfate. So yeah. This is a good one. That's my favourite so, colour. Uh, so my favourite colour in all of chemistry is oh, copper two sulfate. Yeah. Okay. So copper copper sulfate. Yeah. Um, what happens when you heat? Blue, co blue copper two sulfate. You'll, you'll probably go green. Be copper three. Nope. No. Nope. What? <laughs> nope, Steve. Colourless. Wrong. Nope. <laughs> copper sulfate. It's a light blue powder to start with. It is, yeah. Light, light blue powder. So it turns white. Do you know why Ow. it turns it must white? Must oxidise. You must make cupric oxide. Oh dear, Steve. Why does it turn white? I don't know. I don't know. So it's this comes down to one of the first things that I learned when I was eleven years old, Steve. You don't seem to know it. <laughs> <laughs> so copper sulfate, the solid, the blue crystals, they're blue because they're hydrated. Uh, well, they're blue because of the copper, but they're, they're, no, apparently the the actual powder is blue because it's hydrated. Bollocks! According to my first year, when you yeah. heat it, um, it becomes anhydrous copper sulfate. Right, and that's white in colour. That I can believe. Yeah, that's 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 the answer to the experiment. All right. Hard luck, Steve. One day you'll attain the uh, the knowledge that's of an eleven-year-old <laughs> boy. <laughs> oh, can I ask you one more question yeah, do just it. to annoy you? He's got, he's got oh yeah, this is what I wanted to ask you about, and this is a question that's bugged me for a while. Yeah. Right, and it comes down, and it reminded he's me. He's actually annoyed. <laughs> it, it, remi it reminded me. At, so at Christmas. Yeah. Mold wine. Yeah. Do you like mold wine? I don't really. I'd rather just have wine. I, I like mold wine. I think there's a time and a place for it. Yeah. Usually after a carol concert. I like it in the cold outside. Yeah, it's yeah. lovely. Oh, yeah. oh I, do, I, I like I like mold wine. Anyway, does mold wine if you if you heat mold wine, yeah. does all of the alcohol boil away? And no. then why not? So it's called an azeotrope. It's called a low boiling azeotrope. Mm -hmm. So it's the same people argue like you could so there's it's very, very difficult to, to if you just take like vodka and you heat it yeah um it, it ends up with being a five percent about a five percent uh alcohol um uh, that you just can't boil off it just won't go really? and that's basically because it's it's hydrated in the solution yeah um so you can't really ever so when you make like you have you can't do it just from boiling you can't just kind of evaporate off all of the booze uh, so when people talk about uh you know if you make a like a um stew or something and you put a load of wine in it that will still have booze in it but it's, it's much less but you can't get it down to zero 
Yeah, and, and I, I, that's what I, I thought was mm. was true. And um, but in my book, it begs to differ. First year <laughs> begs to differ because I did an experiment. Well, first of all, right. it boiled. How are you measuring? It boiled either propanol or water and measured yeah. the temperature. And what happens? You heat it, the temperature increases until it reaches its boiling point, and then it doesn't go any higher. Yeah. Right. And I think most people understand that things have a boiling point, and they don't get hotter than that, they just boil off. But I did we another ex- boiling. Did another exp- We have, yeah, we, we have. Can go back to one podcasts. of the podcasts. Yeah, yeah. People I, like that. I got confused about yeah. that as well. But I did another experiment. We had half water and half propanol. Right. What do you think happened? Uh, half water and half propanol. A solution of half well, you water. Would, you would see a double staircase. Yeah, that's what happened. But I thought that there's something that, you know, you can't boil it. So it's like the alcohol boils off first completely, and then the water boils off. No, but it's still there. It's still in the water. But but then that energy can be used to reheat. So you heat it up first. The water, so you've got propanol and water. Propanol boils at 81, I think. Yeah. Yeah, 81 I calculated. Right. So the propanol boils at 81 degrees. It sticks there for a bit while the propanol boils off. Yeah. So you would... And then it rises to the boiling point of water. Yeah, so, you, so, so you'd assume that the propanol's all boiled off. No, by it's the time still it in there. Still but how does it there. go higher then? Because it's it's basically solvated by the water. So 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 the, in the same way that there's water. So if you did the same experiment with wine, and we're asking, does all the, the alcohol boil off? It would still be in there, but you could you 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 would still see that plateau. And actually, what you'd see is you see that the boiling point would be slightly lower than it would be in the, oh, in the pure water. So it wouldn't be exactly 100. Exactly, yeah. Well, so that, that process is called a colligative property. Oh. Um, it's why we put salt on roads. It's, you know, it's that yeah. you can modify the, yeah. the parameters. Well, I did that experiment too. I looked at salty water. Right. How so cold did you get it? No, no, it's boiling. Oh, right. So the water boiled at 101 degrees. So these were my some of my first forays into yeah, science. That's some good science right there. Thanks, good man. depression of freezing and point. And you'll be glad that. to know we started off with chemistry. That's the first of the sciences good to hear that we've investigated before moving on to ancient astronomy. Wow, well, there you go. Yeah. And the stories from Nick's the well, eleven year old. Maybe we'll dip into that. I want. I think. We need, I think we need a jingle. A nasty questions. I think we want, think we want the jingle, and and we can we can go back to Nick's old chemistry books. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. More to come. Yeah. Why do we need Petri, Oscar, Isaac, transplanting? Nick, yeah, we're um another another podcast is over. Another one, another one, but there's a little bit more. There's a little bit more to come. What? So normally in this bit we just kind of abuse each other and 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 wrap up, right? Yeah, and say tell people how they can find us on social media. Yeah. So you can find me. Um, I'm uh, Steve the Chemist, and uh, you're the Evans Lab. But there's a little bit more this week. What? So so we're trying to get other people to kind of listen to the science shed because uh, we're getting good feedback about it. And to do that, we need a little bit of help. We need more listeners. We need more listeners. So the way we one of the ways you can do that, we need your help, listeners. We want you to uh, review us on iTunes because the majority of people listen to the Science Shed on iTunes so just if you log on we'll, we'll send a little link you can just give us a, it doesn't have to be a good good review that, you know, it can be good or bad but if you just review us what that does is that pushes us up in iTunes' magic ranking algorithms but even if it's a bad review yeah because it so means that people are listening publicity to publicity is good publicity exactly Ooh. but as a little thank you mm. I've had some stickers made Nick 
I've made some science shed stickers. I know, because I've got one stuck on my laptop. We're looking at one right now. (laughs) Um, So there's a little thank you. Anyone that sends us a review, if you tweet us that you've you've, you've done a review, we'll we'll post you a science shed sticker. The coveted, extremely, extremely uh, rare science shed sticker. Aren't we generous? We really are. It's almost like the blankety blank checkbook and pen, isn't it? Do you know what what it really does feel like is we're just trying to buy listeners with a really cheap (laughs) prize. (laughs) <laughs> I'd like to say I like to say we, we buy you a pint or something. I think people will just do it out of the goodness of their hearts, but it will be a pleasant bonus for them to all. So they're not doing you. it for the for the for the prize no. for the sticker, but it is a, a way of uh, saying thanks. Yeah, great. Anyway, okay. should we go and have some dinner? Yeah, I think Maria's just finished cooking the beef joint. Awesome, let's Happy do it. Happy days. <laughs> <laughs>